Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most procedurally generated podcast network. Hey, I'm George Jimrellis, and I'm here to talk about Bookish, my book-themed interview podcast where I get a different guest on every week to talk about their favorite book and what that says about them. It's kind of half about the book and a lot about the guest because I'm trying to figure out why that thing you love is that thing you love. So if you've ever wondered, I like this thing, I wonder what that reflects about me. This show is basically me trying to figure that out every week with a new guest. It's kind of half book podcast and half psychoanalysis session from someone taking some wild shots in the dark. But it's a lot of fun and I think kind of informative. And there's books. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 25 of Zombie Plague Chult. Previously... All around you is an encampment, an encampment of red wizards. And then Karach asks about the Soulmonger. And Valinda is very certain that you were unable to acquire the Soulmonger and you needed to destroy it in the field of lava. Just, uh, you know, well, we're welcome to you and it's great that's the food and all of them are all clean and it's nice and we're having a good time. You know, be ready to, oops, great, get out of here real quick, like, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm always ready. I'm so glad to be clean, but, well, rested is good for running, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And while this may be a meal flask, this ain't the end of the story. Does Flask look like he's having the best meal of his life? Uh, no, there's too many rules going on here. Flask of Wine understands that he could fuck up eating, and that is not something that he's used to. This is why he knows this isn't the end of the story, because this isn't a nice meal for him. What the fuck have you been playing at? I survived death once. You think I couldn't survive it twice? You think I was out of bodies to inhabit, perhaps? You idiots. Do you not recognize me? Of course, I'm in such a new form. But it's me, your good friend, Zagmira, she says. As you begin coming to, you hear Flask of Wine (sighs) sigh with relief. (laughs) 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 There's no way this is a good omen, right? Even number is a good omen. That's not what it is. I just want the sword back. Pop. There's no secondary reason. Pop. I just want the sword back. Pop. It's reasons like this that they died. Fear me. Fear me. The creature pushes the chewinger off and becomes visible. Is it good? Is it a helpful? It looks like a dragon with butterfly wings. It's the size of a cat. <laughs> Um, as soon as it breaks away and says, fear me, I can't help myself, I go, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> F- 
Fear me. The little dragon spreads itself out and makes itself look as big and imposing as possible. Tiffany, you recognize this creature as some sort of dragon, but you don't know what. Well, <laughs> it says, go on. Fear me. I'm, I sort of look around and make as obvious as possible that I am literally lying on the floor. I don't know how much submissive I can get. My hands are behind my back. Good, good, he says. <laughs> yes, excellent. What's your name? My name? What's your name? Tiffany. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's all this, he says, gesturing to the group sleeping behind you. They're my friends. What are their names? Well, we've, we've got Starfallen, we've got Pop, mm-hmm. and we've got Vlad, mm-hmm. and we've got Flask of Wine, and Mum. Okay. Which one's which, he says. I slowly move my hand from behind my back and point with my pinky finger. we got Pop, mm-hmm. Flask of Wine, mm-hmm. Vlad, mm-hmm. Starfallen, Mum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do any of them have shoes, he says. Do we have shoes? Did our shoes get taken? You would have still have your shoes, yeah. Tiffany, you probably have boots of a yeah. fashion. Pop does not. Flask of wine does not. The Starfallen Sister Sias and Tlad all do. Um, yeah, most of us have shoes. Did you want shoes? Yes. Bring me one pair of shoes from one of them. Why? I command it, he says. <laughs> I guess I take my own shoes off. I have to sit up. I'll do it slowly. No, someone other than you, he says. What's wrong with my shoes? You'll see. Um, Mum will forgive me. <laughs> Hang on, who does anyone have shoes that are like they're the same size as my Everyone's feet? Everyone's still wearing their boots. It's cold. Yeah, but does it look who who has the most similar size shoe foot to me? To you? Yes. No one. You have hooves, don't you? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I keep forgetting about my hooves. Um, I know how to make shoes. They're just made of leather. Who has leather shoes? I'll replace them. Um, everyone has leather shoes. I'll skin the dragon if I have to. I'm not going to skin the dragon. Um, yeah, I take, I take Sister Sias' shoes. You take them off her? Yep, sneakily. As you're doing that, he says, no, wait, tie the shoelaces together. Leave the shoes on? Yes, tie yeah. the shoelaces together. Okay, I tie the shoelaces together. He's making you do a prank. Sister Sias doesn't wake. You're, you've got deft hands. Good, he says. All right, you get three questions. Hmm. The chewing sits in between you, cross-legged, and folds its arms. Do you know where we can find some paper and charcoal? Yes. Question one. Tell me where to find a giant sword, if you've seen it. It's on its way to the heart of Ubtal, or so I've heard. Why did you want me to tie the shoelaces together? Because you need to lighten up a little bit. <laughs> All of this groveling and fear. Oh, my God. It's so yesterday. Now, if I were to walk into that building, and I just point to the closest one. You've had your three questions. Oh, I know. I know. We're just having a conversation. Uh-huh. Paper and charcoal in there? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, I just couldn't tell you. What if? Do you have um? Do you have water skins or something like that? No, we don't, Food? actually. Anything like that? No. We've been robbed. That's annoying. Wait right here. He hops onto his forelegs, click, 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 walks out, click, 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 
walks back in with her armfuls of berries and he dumps them on the floor. There's not enough here for a proper meal, but there's a, a like a fistful of berries. He says, mush them up. Okay, I start mushing them up. Did he tell me his name? No. No, he didn't, yeah. <laughs> I start mushing them up. Put them in that one. He points at Pop's hand. I do it. Now scratch his nose. <laughs> I do it. Pop, you are awoken when you slap yourself with berries in the face. What the actual fuck is happening? What? I like. You're doing pranks now. I I like with my eyes gesture to the dragon, but have a cheeky expression, hopefully conveying that this is a fun thing. There's nothing there, Pop. What the fuck are you doing? Have you? Have you? Fucking our horns. I think I've made a friend. With who? The dragon. There's nothing there. Tiffany, the dragon's gone. So is the chewinger. What? <laughs> I'm going to make to bed. Let me know if you ever want to do more pranks. Sword's going to the heart of Oobtow. Well, we figured that. Yeah, well, you've got berry in your face, don't you? Ah, yes, I've got berry on my face. The next day rolls round. <laughs> I forgot to untie his Asaya's shoes. <laughs> you untie your shoes? Yes. Okay. You don't wake her up. All right, everyone gets ready and steps out into the day again. All right, let's head for the boat. <sighs> you travel back to the lake. Lake Luo, I believe? Yes. Over the course of several days, you're going to need to guide yourselves and feed yourselves. We have a guide. Yes. Flask. Yes. So you're going to let Flask take the lead on that? Yeah. Flask of Wine has very little trouble leading you back. A couple of days in, nothing has really gone wrong. You've been eating mostly off the land. It's been a lot of berries, nuts, things that Flask of Wine can scavenge. And you, Pop, you're a decent survivalist when you need to be. So you eat kind of fine. Sometimes the Star Fallen can cast purified food and water over what you have. And so you can turn not necessarily great food into an all right meal. Certainly. Okay. Definitely so, edible. Yeah. Nothing that will kill you. On maybe the sixth day, you see Flask of Wine bring your procession to a halt and gesture ahead of you. You can see another tabaxi watching your party from a vantage point about 300 feet away. He's up in the mountainous, rocky region, looking down on you near the forested area. He's just watching. You can see that he has a big feather plume, which is how Flask of Wine originally identified him. So with the big feather plume, you can tell that he wasn't originally stalking you. He clearly was not going about trying to be stealthy. It just so happened, it presumes, that he bumped into you. And he's just watching you from afar. I wave. I love every tabaxi now. How's it lose? Hi. Because I'm saying hi. When you wave, the tabaxi turns and leaves. Oh. Flask of wine shakes his head. Do not wave at these wild tabaxi. Why not? It is like you were saying, look, look, we wish to kill you. Really? It's incredibly threatening, yes. Oh, no. Jesus. It is an old tabaxi tale, and it does not end with a good meal. No. Yes, I know. 
It is basically the worst insult you can give among our kind. Well, I'm glad he didn't try and kill me then. Oh, he still might. We should watch out for him. You probably angered him greatly. See, I did... This makes so much more sense. Every time you wave, I'm like, why are you doing this? You like this person. I understand now. You are a strange people, I will admit. That's a fair assessment. I'm sorry. No, it's it's okay. You didn't understand, I guess. Your customs are, yes, strange. Waving at people. Hmm. <laughs> you should shake your tail at them next time. I will. <laughs> <laughs> shake your tail is like, ah, yes, this will end with a good meal. Because your tail is where your rump is. And that is where all good meals end. <laughs> Adam! Fuck. Adam. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> I follow on. Just before the Valley of Embers, just as you're leaving the Peaks of Flame, you see the remains of a dead explorer. He's wearing a Flaming Fist-style helmet, and his legs are broken. When you kneel down... Oh, well, would anyone move out to inspect him? Yeah. Well, you can tell that he's obviously a member of the Flaming Fist, that military fighting force that y'all have tussled with previously. Yep. He looks like he died in a euphoric state. You, Pop, know a little bit about fairy dragons. They come in many different sizes. They're strange, half-fey, half-dragon creatures. Oh. Do they look like small thing about the size of a cat, butterfly wings? Typically, yes. They can get bigger than that, though. Okay. The fairy dragon has a breath weapon called Euphoria Breath. The dragon exhales a puff of Euphoria gas at one creature within five feet. If they fail a wisdom saving throw, they can't take reactions and must roll a d6 at the beginning of each of their turns to determine their behavior, which could be the target takes no action or bonus action and uses all of its movement to move in a random direction. Or the target doesn't move, and the only thing it can do on its turn is make a wisdom saving throw to try and end the effect. It looks like under the effects of the euphoria breath, this person wandered off the side of a cliff. You can see that there is some attempt been made, presumably by his compatriots, to get him back home still, but he quite clearly died en route. I search him. He has some basic equipment on him. His armor has probably been stripped off him, but you collect, like, maybe... No, they wouldn't have rations either. You collect a mace. That might be it, to be honest. Well, that's something. That's better than nothing. Are you going to use the mace, Pop? Yeah. All right, cool. (laughs) Got nothing else. That's fair. So, you continue onwards, and eventually you come to Lake Luo, where the marker is. Maybe you only need to wait a couple of days before the brazen Pegasus pulls in and you see old friends again. Grig. I go and give Grig the biggest hug. Grig returns the biggest hug. Oh my god, no. I hide my face. Grig doesn't mind. Oh, really? He doesn't even react. I give Grig a second hug. It is bigger than the first. Oh, you have a mum tattoo that Grig gave you. (gasps) That's right. I show my tattoo. He shows you his. We touch him. <laughs> sure. He touches your heart tattoo with his heart tattoo. Does he do a quick head count and realize that we are a different party of people, but also have somehow got new people? You see that he has like flashes of different emotions, seeing new and non-returning faces. How have you been? Uh, we've been fine. Yeah. 
sailing to and from. Every time we got, every time we came here, we left another message. Maybe the last message is the only one you read, which was just like a long letter from Greg talking about how much he misses you and how he hopes you're safe. I've pocketed it. Actually, you know what? Every message was there. He left a message every single time, and every single one of them was a lovely, heartfelt message. Wishing you luck. Put them in my pocket. I keep them. He never lost faith. He knew you'd be coming back. We knew you'd be here too. Thanks for waiting for us, Greg. Thank you. Of course. How many letters are there? There's, let's say, five. Wow, we've been gone for five weeks. No, actually, that doesn't seem like long enough. Let's say eight. Jesus, two months. Yep. How long were we in the dungeon for? Quite a while. A bit more than a week, I think. Fuck. I imagine counting. How many rests did you take? Every rest is like eight hours. I imagine counting the letters is very shocking (laughs) because we just rested when we need to and had no concept of time. Mm. All right. um, I guess we better head back. You make haste to return to Port Nyanzaru. Clearly, you you don't want to stop for anything, do you? No. Can we get to Mesro? You could stop at Mesro, yeah. Is his wife there? No. You don't know. Certainly the sailors report that they've not seen any change around Mesro. Killed Razmazi, and Asrak bailed, and the Soulmonger's gone. Mm-hmm. So whatever evil magic was going on around there is gone. Mm-hmm. Does everyone else just want to get home? Is that the vibe? Yeah, Talad kind of doesn't want to make pit stops, definitely. Oh, I don't care what he thinks. Well, no one else minds that much. Do you uh, mind if we make one stop on the way back? If you feel like you need to, that's okay. All right. Um, yeah. Just feel like I should. Just on the off chance. Yeah, no, I, mean, there I, might I be understand. Nothing there and, yeah, know, and then, then we'll go back on the boat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, archaeologically speaking, it would be cool to see a, I know. a city. That's definitely why I'm going. I know. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to try to stop and get to Mesro if we could on the way back. You pull in. The ruins left behind form a circle. Four main avenues to the north, south, east, and west meet at a central plaza. The whole ruin has subsided over the centuries so that water from river along flows over the ancient wharfs. Crumbling, vine-covered buildings rise above the flooded streets that are now more like canals than roadways. The site is eerily quiet. The ruins have been thoroughly ransacked by hundreds of different groups over the years. It's been... Well over a century since Mesro disappeared. And these ruins have been like a hot spot for people traveling in and around Cholt, searching for anything worth pillaging. You see the remains of Flaming Fist patrols, which have come through this site a great deal many times. You can see that this is quite obviously a place where they bring new recruits for training. Nothing remains here. Nothing other than the buildings themselves. Anything that could be picked up and taken out has been picked up and taken out. Right. Like I said, just eerily quiet here. You walk around. I would say that you, well, Tiffany, if you want to come, it's Pop, Tiffany, Flask of Wine has come, and maybe Sister Sias, but Tlad the Drow and the Starfallen stay on the ship. Lead the way. All right, then. It doesn't. Sort of look like. It really doesn't. Is there any way you want to go or? Yeah. Um, 
Can I just like poke around to see if there's like, I don't know, magic? Like, is it an illusion, Adam? You can't see any magical illusions or anything like that. This place definitely exists and is real. You know that Artisembra told you that this Mesro is fake, essentially. When they spirited the real Mesro away, they left this behind basically to destroy, to make people think that this is what happened to Mesro. But actually, Mesro has been spirited away somewhere. And it hasn't returned. No, it has not returned. I thought maybe killing the snake would. That's what Artisembra thought as well. Apparently not. Maybe you got to kill the lich. Maybe. Yeah. All right, we um, we can get back in the boat. Before you leave, you pass an area of Mesro where there is like a, a subtle sheen of ice on the floor. Within a, a bubble, flakes of snow slowly drift down, and you can see that there's icing covering all sorts, all parts. I investigate. Pop, you can tell that this is the after effects of one of the abilities in the Ring of Winter. It looks like it happened a long time ago, though. Like a long months, months ago. Maybe before you met Artis. Put my hand in the bubble. It's cold inside. Put my hand in the bubble. It's chilly. Can't, there's nothing in there? No. Nah, it's just a, a bubble where the temperature is as cold as winter. Hmm. You've seen Artis's ring do this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't realize it could last this long, but it does, apparently. It's definitely an older effect. All right. Just an indication of where Artis has been. Let's go back to the boat, I guess. That was disappointing. Well, I mean, you you killed Ross and Z, and that's what, that's what Artis wanted. Sure. On your way back to the boat, you see that tabaxi again. Flask of wine points him out a second time. I wag my tail. The tabaxi turns around and walks away. Flask of wine gives you a dirty look. What? What did I do? I wagged my tail. You wagged your tail. Oh, that's all I did. Look at your tail. It is not a fluffy, curly cat's tail. You need to wag your cat's tail. This is the only one I have. Well, then, unfortunately, you should not wag that. That is an insult. That is like saying you will become so thin because you do not eat. Flask, what do, how do I... I just want to be kind. How do I do that? Well, I for one would not do that again. It not, would have been better if you'd waved. Hey, horns, want some advice? Don't be kind. It's hard. But it's a, it's a worthwhile challenge. Mm, not everyone likes it. Case well, in point, you've now tried to be kind twice. And maybe that man will try and kill us. I doubt he will try to kill us. He might just cry. That's what I would do. I guess I know that you won't, you know. Well, you can you wag your tail at him next time? I will, sure. You want me to just call him over? Hang on, I've been having a dog to this whole time. Yes, of course. I could just walk over to him. Flask. He's not going to attack us. <clears throat> I just, could you, ex- could you explain that I was trying to be nice? I, I just didn't know how. Okay. Flask of wine turns around, walks into the forest, and comes back out with the other tabaxi. <laughs> The other tabaxi is like a, a, a tabby grey. Hello. Hello. My name is Fingers Quiet in the Mist. Hi, Fingers Quiet in the Mist. I'm Tiffany and I, I'm really sorry. I, w- I was trying to be nice. It is uh, a pleasure to meet you. I am told that you did not want me to starve. No. No, not at all. I, 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 I'm sorry. I don't have a good tail. Uh, well, look, 
I would eat more if I were you. There are plenty of good meals in Chult and the surroundings. Yes. Yeah. And then maybe next time we can avoid these confusions. <laughs> Thank you for the advice. You're very welcome. I don't mind. Look, advice is free. Food costs money. The greatest... They say it in conjunction... They say it together. The greatest crime of life is that you must pay for food. I nod in agreement. Depends where you're eating. Certainly. So, you have come to Mesro? We were trying to find it, but... We thought maybe something we did would bring it back. If only... It was beautiful once, I hear. Do you, do you know what, anything about how it could come back, or are you from this area? I know a few things here and there. Like? Mm, I can speak Old Olman. You can? Yes. Huh. I am fascinated by the cultures of old. I shift between the different cities within the jungles sometimes, traveling from one, then to the other, then to one, then to the other. I saw you the first time you traveled past Mesro, and your giant metal man knocked down some of these buildings. Yeah, apologies for that. Mm, it's okay. He's gone. So. I don't own them. No. And then you headed towards Omu, and so we kept bumping into each other, though you never saw me from your ship. And then you went into Omu, and I lost interest in Omu for a little while. But then when I was coming back, I saw you leaving. So you followed us? Yeah. I knew you would come by uh, Mesro again, and I was curious of Mesro again. So I coincidentally also just came along. What's your fascination with old cultures? I don't know. They're cool, I guess. Like how they did things. Did they mean to make the streets like they would become canals, or was this accident? Did Omu want Yonti to inhabit it and become an evil, horrible place with Azarak's tomb? Or was that just a coincidence? All of these things and more fascinating. Do you want to learn? Sure. All right, come with us. All right, he comes with. Fingers quiet in the mist, wears like a tribal headdress and strange chicken clothes. Oh my God, there's so many feathers on it. Yeah, it's like he's wearing a chicken outfit. It's quite clearly plucked from actual chickens. It's mostly white, though you see red patterns in it. Quite clearly, he has attempted to make it look like specific patterns, like maybe Ullman characters, but it's not a great job. Well, they're feathers. He can't be blamed. He did the best he could with what he had. No one questions the new tabaxi in the boat. Good. Other than that, do you make any stops? On the boat ride over, I introduce Grig to Fingers, and I try and get Fingers to teach me how to say hello in a nice way. Somehow, you are able to wrap your head around the complicated methods of saying hello in Tabaxi. You learn that the most effective way is to just yell really loudly, I'm sorry I'm so loud, I hope you have a lovely meal. This is perfect. I'm writing this down. Um, I want to try to learn some basic... Old Olman? Olman alphabet. You're struggling. It's a very incredibly different alphabet. Basically, it's not really an alphabet at all. The cuneiform characters are more like visual representations of the idea that you were trying to put across, and there's not as much formal rules for it as there are in common. There's, it's almost like a language that is up to interpretation, so it's very difficult to learn. 
Uh, I'll allow a second yeah, check. You've got some basic understanding now. You could, if you needed to, with enough time, write out a lot of basic ideas. Yeah. So you could communicate, given enough time, you could communicate most basic ideas. All right. Good. Given enough time, by the way, means like... Yeah. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a cool. No, no, that's all right. I'm just happy to be building my repertoire of knowledge. And this is only written. Fingers quiet in the mist actually doesn't know how to speak Old Almond. He can only read it. Uh, that's all right. You return to Port Nianzaru. As you do not have any gold, maybe the the ship pulls their money for the dragon turtle and they pay the dragon turtle for you. Thank you, you so much. I have, yeah. no, I have nothing to give it. Thank you, you pull back into Port Nine. I give everyone individually a hug who has contributed money. As you pull in, you see the fo- the robed form of Zindar. Do you remember the gold dragon who runs the docks? Yeah. Oh. yeah. He walks at speed towards your boat as it pulls in. There we go. He's waiting for you as they like lower the gangplank and people start wandering off. Hello. Hello. You remember me, yes? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I helped you chat it. Of course, you remember. Um... Your presence is requested. I have been informed that you are basically right away. By who? By Lady Ware and Lord Ware. Lord Ware? Yes. Lord? Uh, yes, he checks some papers. Lord Richard Ware? It's an urgent <gasps> message. Take us, take us, take us. Oh, fuck. All right, let's... Um, any... Oi, postman. Yes? <laughs> any letters for me? Um, I'm sorry, I don't. I didn't have a chance. I just, as I saw your flags pulling in, I came basically straight here. No, that's, that's good. That's why I like it. As you're walking down the docks, aides start rushing at Zindar. The brief respite he had from managing the docks <laughs> here is immediately washes back against him. He starts immediately, like, with machine gun timing, responding to people as they talk to him. He listens to multiple conversations at once. Letters and parcels pass through his hands like water through a tap. As he goes, he collects several of them and starts handing them to both of you. Oh, oh, thank you. Hang on, I've got letters. Yes. Why do I have letters? Who are yours from? Um, You received three letters, Pop. Tiffany, you received 28. From who? From who? Eight of them are from Sister Sayas. <laughs> you received ten letters from Farut, the were-tiger. You receive five pieces of broad correspondence from your father's estate. And they're just like day-to-day, like kind of mundane, boring stuff. Just asking for answers to questions of things like, what do you need done with this or that? Yeah. When you threw your name around the last time you were in Port Nianzaru, your estate worked out where they need to send your mail. And so <laughs> mail has been coming. It's been backdated for some time. Oh, that's right. We threw, we, we used your title and i freaked the fuck out when i realized you had a fucking title one letter is from the king you got a letter from the king it was an invite to a, a ball that has long since transpired oh two letters are from distant family members sending their condolences on your father's passing and i forget how many i have left but one of them should be from one of those people who sent their condolences apologizing for sending their condolences and saying that they know that your dad isn't dead uh, and then one is from your dad. Adam, sorry, what? What? <laughs> one is from your dad. What, what What does it say? Do you tear it open and read it? Yes. 
Dearest Tiffany. This one's like immediately you recognize it as from your dad because it's sealed with his royal sigil. This is his sigil, do you Not see? royal sigil, who, but his what, house what, sigil. Whose sigil? That's my, dad, that's my dad. This is from my dad. Hang on. You what? My dad. Your dad wrote you a letter. Uh, I thought he was not dead, but not. Yeah. (laughs) My dearest Tiffany, Hmm? I request your presence and the presence of Sir Hector's immediately at Fairburn Point. Please post haste and please bring Sir Hector. It is of the utmost importance. Love your father. Who the fuck, Sir Hector? He said love. Are you sure it's your dad? I don't know now. Does it look faked? <laughs> no, it's definitely him. What happened to Well, him? if it is fake, it is a fake beyond your ability to figure it out. When he Look, you've told me lots of things about him, and I'm a big, rude man, so I didn't really listen. <laughs> what happened to him? Well, he sort of got taken over by a dark patron. Um, so he was, he was gone. I guess he wasn't dead, but he wasn't in there anymore. I mean, he was in there, but he wasn't. I'm going to ask a really hard question, Oz. Hmm? You sure that's your dad, and not the dark patron? No. Just maybe. Don't get your hopes up too high. Yeah. Okay. But then you can be surprised if your expectations okay. are low. Yeah. Yeah. Who's who's this Hector? Um, we used to we used to travel together, and that we what was that journey that. We we lost dad, so right. um, he's gone off to see his. I I, I don't know where he is actually. Um, I'll find him. Um, we should we should go see the wares. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, is your Dungeons & Dragons game boring because you aren't using a wild magic table designed by Sanspants Radio's very own Adam Carnavale with help from the rest of the D&D crew? Well, do I have the answer to your very specific problem? Your wild sorcerer will cause absolute abject chaos as their spells cause the lower half of themselves to become that of a chicken's or their target to get really into birds. There are tons and tons of entries, so you'll probably never encounter the same effect twice. It's the gift that keeps on giving you a headache. Head to sanspantsradio.com slash shop and look for our dumb wild magic table today. Less impactful, but who are my letters from? <laughs> uh, I've only got three, right? Yeah, you only got three. Can I guess? Please. Two of them from the museum. No. One of them from the museum. Yes. Saying we got they got the stuff I sent them the first time around. Yes. It's one of them from Hank. Yes. One of them is from Hank. He signed it from all of your brothers, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, and the final one is from the cartographer society that you were a part of. It's just a membership dues. Oh, fuck that. I read the one from Hank. Hanks, it's just like a, um, how are you going? Is everything okay? I haven't heard from you in a while. You haven't stopped by the house. You know, uh, Miranda misses you and the kids. We love seeing you. You're a big part of our life. And it hurts to have you away from us for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I love, uh, uh, please, we got a, a picture drawn. And we, we were thinking we might be sending cards out for all of the kids' birthdays from now on. I look. I understand it's not the sort of thing you like, but I I just want you to know that we were thinking of you, and we we'd like you to come round and visit us. Anytime is okay. Just drop by. I'm always open. My door is always open for you. Oh, Love, Hank, Hank Pip, <laughs> Pep, <laughs> and Pop. And it's got uh, a beneath that is a like a painting, a, a small. Maybe like a tiny card-sized painting of Hank, his wife Miranda, and their kids. Hmm. Nice. Sign from the others, lazy fucks. Don't write me fucking letters. What? I read over your shoulder. I don't think I met Hank. Oi, don't. That's impolite. Okay. Mm, fucking Hank. <laughs> All right, let's, let's go see them. In town? Fingers quiet in the mist, peels off from your group. He's going to parts unknown. You told him what you knew about the ancient civilizations, right? Yeah, I did. Um, he was very curious. Before I throw away actually the letter of the membership dues, I yeah. give him the letter of membership dues. Mm, he says. You ever want to join? Just say, put a Don Pop Mandarin's bill. Mm, all right, then maybe I will do this. That'll either I work really well for Pop you. Mandarin. No, no, I'm still Pop Mandarin. I will become. You don't want to be Pop. Explorer, Pop. You really don't. I, you don't want to be me. I don't want to interrupt. Please don't. That won't fare well for you. Fingers quite in the mist, looks at each of you in turn, and then looks at Flask of Wine. Flask of Wine is nodding <laughs> slowly. Flask, how much can be Pop Mandarin? <laughs> Flask, do you want to be Pop Mandarin? Flask of wine doesn't say anything. He just looks at you. Jesus fucking tabaxi. 
has things that you will not let you touch. I don't have those things anymore. If you are him, maybe you can touch them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. In addition to that, Talad the Drow peels off. Talad the Drow is no longer uh, interested in hanging out with I do party. not say goodbye. Lovely to meet you. Bye. Sister Sayas says that she'll meet you wherever you're going. She needs to charter a ship to get back to Fort Vengeance and find out what's going on there. She's going to organize transport back there and she'll meet with you. She says basically meet with you just to say goodbye, I guess. We'll have a proper goodbye before I leave, I promise. Thank you. The Starfallen and Flask of Wine are going to stay with you, but as you're walking to, you're being sent to Wakonga's palace. As you're heading back there, Flask of Wine walking with you asks, so how much longer are you intending on contracting my services? Oh. Oh. Hmm. I kind of forgot that that was... I mean, of course we'll pay you, but I... Well, it's, I mean, you're a friend now. I get now. a share of all the party wealth, and right now, that would be a percentage of zero. So, well, I mean, you've got some of those roots. That's technically party wealth. You can use this mace if you ever want to, from time to time. <laughs> you can have my roots. I sure, I'll take. No, no, you keep them. Whatever, it's roots. I don't care that much. Well, so, what were you planning to do with yourself? I don't know. I guess I'm still a guide, am I not? I know I know the jungles of Cholt maybe now more than anyone else peddling their services in Port Nianzaro. You also get people to and from Omo. Yeah, I could. I could. Yeah, without too much trouble. I mean, that's if you wanted to do that. Yeah, you could, I don't know, stick with us if you wanted to, if it was fun. At least come to, at least stay with us here for a bit, you know? Oh, yes, I'm sure I will need some time to decompress, as it were. Yeah. And I'll stick with you at least until if if Villandra's meeting us here still. Yes, of course. Hey, Flask. Hmm? I haven't had a nice meal yet. It has been a little while. No, I mean, it's not the end. Hmm? We can't be at the end. Oh, we haven't had a good meal. Had a good meal. Here's the trick. What? It's always a good meal with friends. I give him a big cuddle. Big cuddle. You move to cuddle flask of wine, and then something slams into you, Tiffany. You are lifted off your feet and <gasps> thrown around in big, strong, familiar arms. You look, <laughs> you look around into the smiling, twinkling face of Unky Dick. Oh, biggest cuddle of my life. Tiffany, my word. Are you getting smaller, he says. <laughs> You're getting bigger. I could still bounce you off my knee if I needed to. You can. <laughs> How's my favorite niece doing? Oh, so much better now. How are you? How are you here? How am I here? I was brought back to life, of course. I give him another giant hug. How are you doing? How are you? Where's, well, where's Lady Ware? Lady Ware? Oh, she's back in the house. He jerks his hand. We, um... Well, I I came back a few days ago when, you know, you presumably fixed up that soulmonger real uh-huh. good. Yeah, well, it, it, its effects, the, that it was gone, it became very quickly apparent, very quickly. And so the old ball and chain brought me back. We've had our conjugal visit, as it were, and now I'm a free man again. <laughs> Fuck. Did he? <laughs> I've been born back to life. I've fucked my wife and now I'm free to roam the world again. Tell you what, feels really good. 
More way than one. Ah, but you shouldn't know about that. You're too young, he says. <laughs> he puts you down. You you go run off. Uh, I, I don't know. I think they're making dinner or something. Wait, 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 wait. I show him the letter from Dad. Hmm. Interesting. It's weird, right? It's not normal, no. Who's this, by the way? He gestures to Pop. <gasps> this is Pop. Pop's my friend. Are you going there? He leans out with his hand. Pop Mandarin. He gives you a firm handshake. I give him one back. I don't trust this man. He's come back from the dead. That he has. So have I. <laughs> Richard Ware is an incredibly broad-shouldered man. He is quite obviously an adventurer or a knight who was way past his prime. He's got like salt and pepper hair. Uh, and you can see that his eyes are going a little bit. Like he needs to squint a little bit to look at you. He might be in his 60s or 70s, but... You can tell that he is still an incredibly vital man. Like, he, he's he got a big fucking belly. Like, any clothes that he wears strains underneath his belly. You have not seen buttons work this hard <laughs> <laughs> in your entire life. But you can tell from the handshake and from the way that his arms move that that fat is, a, is just a layer over an incredible network of muscles. Uncle Dick, <laughs> Unky Dick, as he is sometimes referred to, is incredibly strong still. Nice to meet you. I'm a friend of Tiffany's. Of course you are. Please, come in, come in, come in. <sighs> the food here, look, not that big a fan. I prefer a butter chicken myself, but... <laughs> <laughs> is Unky Dick just every... White uncle in the world. <laughs> you project your own idea of a good uncle onto Unky Dick. I prefer a butter chicken myself, but I'll tell you what, they make a good mead round here. I'm a fan of this mead. I can see. Oh, um, this is Flask of Wine? <laughs> of course, the infamous Flask of Wine. Unky Dick says it as a joke, but Flask of Wine looks genuinely taken aback. <laughs> He shakes Flask of Wine's hand as well, and it looks like Flask of Wine is about to lose that fucking arm. <laughs> Unky Dick, let's go. Flask of Wine staggers back and sa- and whispers something to himself. No one catches it. And this is uh, a friend star fallen. Ah, of course, an elf. Every group needs an elf. He pats the star fallen in her chest like like a backhanded. It's obviously he intends the pat to be gentle, but you see the star fallen take a couple steps back <laughs> as just sip as it looks like. It looks like it, for her, it felt like a horse slammed into her chest. His whole family is like this. Um, well, the good parts are. Well, we're not actually a blood relative. We're just close family, he says. Anyway, someone want a piggyback ride inside? <laughs> yes! <laughs> I jump on. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was talking to the shell boy. Oh. Are you? He laughs. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Hop on. <laughs> That was funny because that was a joke, but it hurt me a lot, and then it upset you a fair bit too. (laughs) Shell boy. It's because you've got a shell. (laughs) Lady and Lord Ware eat at the head of the table with Wakonga in the middle. I give Lady Ware a big hug if it's not obvious. She returns it, though she's, like, stiff. She's always been a bit, well, when she wasn't distraught, you knew her back when she was just... (laughs) <laughs> she wasn't grieving, essentially. And you knew that she was always kind of like a stiff, upper-class lady. Yeah. Uncle Ware 
has always been like that gruff, adventurous sort, and she's kind of always been the opposite. <laughs> it's a wonder how they stay together, but they make it work somehow. Beautiful. All the fucking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It is just the fucking keeping them together. They get mad, they have makeup sex, and they decide not to break up. Powerful. It's a vicious but delightful cycle. Oh, of that's pleasure of the body. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's Wakanga, Lord and Lady Ware, you two, Flask of Wine, the Star Fallen, and then eventually you are rejoined by Sister Sias. She comes and finds you. You all have a lovely dinner together. Uh, I don't mean to be impolite, but uh, my service has rendered, you know, expenses. Lady Ware kind of like stops eating her food and gives you a look like it's impolite to have this conversation right At now. Dinner pop. Unky <sighs> Dick laughs heartily and says, Of course, I've never met an adventurer that didn't want to be paid, and you you will be paid. How much was you how much was she, was he promised? Lady Ware gives Uncle Dick a look <laughs> like <laughs> now is not the time to have this conversation. Unky Dick ignores her and turns around and says, look, I don't know how much money we have on the island here, but certainly our wealth is over the sea. Tell you what. He, like, starts rooting around in his pockets. He brings out a coin purse that is filled to the bursting, and he plunks it in front of you. Let's say that's the starter. Whatever we owe you still, we'll make up for when we get back back home. All right, then. Um, thank you. I have the bag of gold. I grab a cup. I had a thousand gold coins. <laughs> no, Adam. I have the bag of gold. I get a gold cup. I pour 500 gold coins in the cup and hand the cup the flask of wine. Flask of wine takes the cup and drinks from it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he takes the cup, <laughs> sets it down in front of himself and doesn't know what to do with a cup of gold coins. It's your half. No, I, I understand. I just wish I had pockets to put it in. Same. Yeah. Oh, mm. um... Uh... Unky Dick, uh, is there any spare leather around? We we got robbed. I'm sure we can find some tomorrow. Okay. That's all tomorrow's problem. Tonight, we eat, we drink, we be merry, and then, I don't know, we'll smash some heads tomorrow. Sounds good. You still got people to kill, right? I've always got people to kill. All right, then. So, tell me about this. What happened? Come on, come on, dish the deets. I die. <laughs> Back in Fairburn Point. What happens? Well, we... I wasn't there for that part. No, well, we had to go and... What's this I'm hearing about your dad being dead? Well, he, he... I guess he didn't really die as such. He he got he got taken over by a dark patron. I don't know uh, what kind classic of... Classic sort of stuff. ...deal he made or whatever, but all of a sudden he wasn't dad anymore and um, mm. there was something else in him and I, I wanted to get him back, but I was hoping he was still in there somewhere, so we just had to, you know, make, make some money so that we could you know, get to finding him and we found out about the soulmonger and, you know, well, if, if my dad's soul's trapped in there, then there's no way I'm getting him back. And I didn't know if it was still in his body or it had been, you know, shot out somewhere. So, um, I mean, we think it leans over to you, Pop, and says, this is classic stuff, par for the course. I remember way back in the day, her father, <laughs> you won't believe this. We were fighting elithids. You know what they are? The squid face things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Squid yeah. boys. Yeah, we were fighting one of them. And they had, we had an old friend of ours, an old war buddy, Thudu. They were making her dance like a damn marionette. 
I remember this exactly like it happened yesterday. I know this sort of stuff. Don't worry about it. Yeah, well, I mean, after we got rid of the soulmonger, mm-hmm. then I got the letter from my dad. Whoa, so- whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down there, Earl Grey. You, um, he calls you that because little T. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> you don't just jump from your dad getting possessed to the soulmonger. There's a lot of stuff in between. So, my old ball and chain here, Lady Wear Tuts, had been referred <laughs> to as the ball and chain at the dinner table. <laughs> the old ball and chain here contracts you and this boy here. You're adventurer, mercenary sort? I'm an archaeologist with the Cartography and Museums Yes, Guild. aren't we all archaeologists? He taps the table. And may no one ever check our credentials. No, no, I'm, I'm actually an archaeologist. Sure, he gives you a big wink. No, I'm actually, it's what I am. No, he really is. Flask of he wine cares. shakes his head. No, you gave your credentials away. I, well, that's not what I did. I've, um... I gave my credentials away anytime I get challenged as well. <laughs> he pats a big broadsword that is part of his kit. This is what I like to call my credentials. I mean, look, I respect that. These are my <laughs> credentials. I show my fists. Ah. ah, yes. I knew a lot like your type in the past. The sort of uh, martial arts sort of stuff, yeah? Backflips, front flips. No. Wearing a robe with a staff. That's why you don't wear armor, right? No, I don't wear armor because I'm a t- tall. I've got armor. Ah, that's no excuse. No, I literally have armor. Sure, 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 hey, sure, sure. Punch anyway, me as hard as you can in the back. I don't know if you want that, he says. Fucking do it. All right. <laughs> he stands up. He is too ready to just hit you. All right. You uh, turn around and show him your back. Yep. He Brace myself. He gives you a solid thwock in the back. You take three involuntary steps forward. You take six points of damage. Not bad. No stress? No stress. Look, I'll tell you what. Fascinating. It's hard, but it's not. Look, you'd always have another layer of metal, my friend. Yeah, but I don't find I need it. Lady Ware tuts and says, no fighting at the table. Sorry, ma'am. That's very impolite of me. I'll sit back down. Unky Dick looks like he wants to keep fighting, but then he sits back down as well. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, you get contracted. You come out here to Port Nianzaru. What's the plan? Where do you go? You speak to Wakanga over here. Wakanga opens his mouth to start talking, but then Uncle Ware cuts him off. <laughs> he uh, he sends you out on some goose chase for uh, Shield Boy or something. Yeah. Big Metal Man. Yep. Well, yeah, we were going to go get the Shield Guardian, and uh-huh. well, we we did find the Shield Guardian, and found some guides along the way. I assume, like this one here, he. Leans over to smack Flask of Wine on the back, and Flask of Wine, <laughs> like, quickly moves his chair away so that Unky Dick can't reach him. We hired a f- quite a few guides. Flask of um, Flask of Wine's the only one who managed to uh, survive with us. Mm, these things happen, he says. And we're really glad Flask of Wine's still here. But yeah, we w- we went with guides um, through the forest. Oh, well, very big. The entirety of Cholt. It felt like we went through the entirety of Cholt. How big a party were you? There was you two, this flask of wine fella. Mm. How long have the rest of them been here? Well, st- well, Starfall and we only met in the um, in the du- in the dungeon. Oh yeah, the tomb of the nine well, gods. We'll get to that in a sec. Tomb of the nine gods. That sounds exciting. He says. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking thrill ride. Felt like I lived an entire lifetime in there. <laughs> 
Lifetime of fighting. You just like your dad in some ways. Going off to the adventure like that. Sorry. Go on. Oh, um, so we we did that. We got Vaughn and we The Shield Guardian. The Shield Guardian. We learned a bit about um went to a wise woman in Oralunga and ate a snake and then we classic wise woman sort of stuff. Yeah. Eating snakes, bugs, all alive. sorts of things. Sorry? Alive. Oh, alive. Yeah, classic. Oh, par for the core. Uh, and then we we uh, well we defended Camp Vengeance from attack from undead. Oh, a siege. Yeah. Uh, by the undead. Yes. That's where we met oh. Sister Sias. I go away for a measly few months, and all the exciting stuff happens while I'm gone. Well, that was to get you back. Well, yeah. Look, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the way you know? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, and then we we did that, and we we came here, and we we got a boat. We went down to Omu, and we did some other shit, and we've come back. All right, all right, all right. So, tell me about this dungeon. Where's your you you go through? Whose dungeon is it? Is it a boss at the end? It was Azarak's tomb. Azarak, Azarak, Azarak. Mm, don't know that name. What is he? Is he a dragon? Lich. Lich. I fought a lich before. Kill him. Nah. Nah. Mm. Lich's airy fairy sort of bullshit. We had a mage with us. The mage ended up killing the lich because there was a phylactery or whatever. We did kick a lot of phylacteries into some lava, so some of them got destroyed. We don't know which liches have died, but. I made the lich bleed. Impressive. Yeah. I made a lich cry. That's pretty How? (laughs) Well, I don't think I'm allowed to say. He says, (laughs) looks at Lady Ware, she shakes her head. (laughs) Like, it's not polite conversation. I put some things where they shouldn't be. Later. I wink. <laughs> he winks back. <laughs> so, yeah, and then we, uh, for him, st- stopped the Stormonger, came back out, and our reward for getting back out is we got robbed blind by a bunch of fucking red wizards. Yeah. Wizards just coloured red? No, they're like an army or a cult. Very cult. like what a cult. What sort of cult? Elemental cult? Death cult? Um, undead cult? Certainly just, made a lot of undead. They're Pricks. In my experience, there are four types of cults. <laughs> Elemental cults, they're all about lightning this or earth that or water bullshit, whatever. You got that sort of cult. You got the sort of cult that is about death. These sorts of cults, like a cannibal cult that falls under your death cult, just obsessed with death. Then you got your undeath cult. They're obsessed with zombies and whatnot, skeletons and ooga spooky shit. And then you got your, like, uh, divine cult, almost. So, like, a god, you know? That's kobolds. Kobolds are all that sort of cult. Well, you know, with some exceptions. You get all sorts. Lots of type of kobolds. I've smashed them all. Can't even tell you how many kobolds I've killed in my career. (laughs) I want to say hundreds, maybe thousands. A lot of kobolds. I have definitely put more kobolds in hell than, than any town god. And I don't mean individual. I mean, like collectively, the gods for a town combined. Maybe even more than some countries. Yeah. I nod. Broke her skulls, smashed their ribs in, snapped their necks. Lady Ware yells, enough! (laughs) Shut up! He says, "Mm, okay, okay. Zipping my lips. Undead. You got anything to drink around here? (laughs) He turns around to Wakanga. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna gonna go to bed. Bed. Yes. 
hit thumbs at pop. All right. Thank you for your hospitality, lady and Lord. Where it was a delicious meal. All right, you excuse yourself to bed. Mm-hmm. How long are you going to stay up, Tiffany? I want to stay up for a couple more hours just talking to Unky Dick. You and Unky Dick have just long chats. Not long after Pop, the Starfallen goes to bed, then Flask of Wine, then Lady Ware, and then Wakanga, and then it's just you and Unky Dick. And you wheedle away into the early hours of the morning, and at about like 3 a.m., Unky Dick is loudly and drunkenly yelling about sometime. Maybe he's explaining to you how he made that lich cry. Yes. <laughs> He's midway through how deep that lich's arms went up its own butthole. (laughs) (laughs) When you hear a crashing downstairs, like a smashing and a tinkling of glass, Unky Dick stops. What was that? You look away in the direction of the noise, look back. Unky Dick's sword is in his hands and he says, adventure. Is Unky Dick right or... Does something far worse than adventure lurk downstairs? Find out next time on Once Upon a Time in Zombie Plagued Chot. Hey, are you a big D&Ds for Nerds head, but you've finished the current campaign and you're ravenous for more? Well, it sounds like you need Sans Pants Plus. If you sign up for Sans Pants Plus, you get to listen to all of our bonus D&D adventures. You get to listen to The Plumbing Boys Play Slash Ruin D&D, where me and the Joels try to conquer some of D&D's most difficult dungeons, and even D&D's for Kings, a long-running, free-form campaign with no set story, like Season 1 and 2. So if you want all of that, all this brand new D&D content, head to sanspantsradio.com forward slash plus and sign up today. And you'll have so much D&Ds for nerds at your disposal, you'll fucking throw up. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hey there, fellow adventurer. If you're picking up what we're putting down and want more D&D content, we have just what you need to scratch that itch. D&D is for Nerds Plus, the symbol, not the word, where you can listen to select campaigns that were once only available to Sans Pants Plus members. The further adventures of the Grey Hill Free Company if you want shorter campaigns with beautiful guests, and D&D is for Nerds, not Ognot, where all our non-canon D&D adventures go to rest. Just search for D&Ds for Nerds on your favourite podcast app of choice and join us on this epic quest of D&D podcast discovery.